My name is Brandon Wade, but you can call me Mr. Brandon Wade. You can call me B2. You can call me B squared. You can call me B Wade. But I got two rules for you if you're going to call me anything. Speak life and keep it real. If you do that, you're good in my book. Welcome to Pay It Forward. Whether this is a short episode or a long episode, I give you the greatest commodity that I have. Myself, who I am, who I'm learning to be, and who I've been. I give you my experiences. I give you my heart. I give you the parts of myself that even I don't necessarily want people to know. So if you're going to show up here, my only request to you is this. If you're blessed by anything that you hear from me, pay it forward to somebody else and speak life into the people that you're around. So let's check out what the show's about today. Ain't no clouds. So my uncle died um, this Thursday. Um, him and I weren't super close, but I didn't realize that you can end up really grieving someone, even though they're not super close to you in that way. Um, my aunt who, uh, I am close to, uh, was her, was his wife and, um, it wasn't of any particular reason. It wasn't because him and I did not get along. We just, in all the, all of our years, we just never really crossed paths with each other. I knew of him and it, it just wasn't, it was absolutely nothing personal. We just were never close. And when I went to see um, my aunt and they started talking about the different things that took place, I was very triggered and very activated just off of the things in which I experienced. Like I saw, myself in those in those shoes the things in which he experienced and the things that went happened with my dad when when he died um and that part of the family that my 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 aunt as well as my that my uncle and my dad and my mom were friends so they went on trips together and I saw a picture of them and my dad was a photographer and I was like I feel like my dad took that picture and right at that point my 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 aunt is like you know, your dad took that picture and I was like, of course he did. And it was just a, another hit to the chest, a reminder that my dad's gone. And um, I'm really still sad about that. And I found myself doom scrolling, as they say, um, which is like when you just keep trying to scroll through, you know, Instagram posts or social media posts to get that 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 hit of things going wrong or you know whatever it is not just looking for something to make me feel i don't know condemned if you will and all this is going to come around to what my 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 point is and what I wanted to you know talk about It's not easy to grieve. The, the 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 scariest part about grief is that it's not linear. It doesn't really go in a straight line. Like there's people that talk about the steps, the bargaining stage, the grieving stage, and I'm like, I don't I don't recognize a lot of those stages because I didn't have a bargaining stage when my dad died or anything like that. It was just kind of like, I don't know. It just it didn't go in order. And real grief when it's acknowledged. And flows through the body and flows through my mind. It's not, at least for me, it's not linear. 
And I wasn't really taught how, you know, a lot of teaching doesn't teach us how to be in our bodies, especially as a, a man, especially as a black man. You know, we're taught to survive first and foremost, whatever we do, our interactions, whether it's in family, whether it's in friendships, we're taught to survive. And that's sort of what, what I was taught. And so um, I had made a promise to um, uh, my spiritual family, my spiritual group, that uh, I was going to host a, um, a men's group because not because I feel that I know something or know something important or that it's that deep of an ego thing for me, but just that I really felt that I need male community. And I realized that if I don't have a community like that yet, I can still play a role in creating one. So um, I had put it off the, the week before and I was like, nah, you know what? I'm still going to go through with it. But I hadn't factored in that I'd feel grief off of my uncle dying because even though I kind of felt like it could happen, I was really surprising. I felt surprisingly hit by it. And I was like, wow, like this is really affecting me. You know, just the similarities between him and my dad. And it just really stirred up some real stuff in me. And um, so I, I, I did what I could to show up and I showed up and, you know, I, I hosted the group. And um, y'all know, as I always talk about on Pay It Forward, I'm a big believer in transparency, you know, and I felt, um, I experienced a feeling of misunderstood, of feeling misunderstood by, um, it was just an interaction I'd had with one of the people in the group and they were like, well, you know, if for those who don't know Christian culture, um, as the people know, I'm a Christian and, and I believe in Jesus and all that. And for people who don't know Christian culture, there's a lot of, um, stigma around transparency people don't really like that or they think the transparency is just being honest you know you know telling somebody they need to straighten this out in their life or doing this and that and transparency leans more towards judgment but what god put in my spirit was to tell me he said that it's always easier to tell the truth than it is to model the truth and i know that I, I've always been called to walk transparently. And, you know, it was a promise I made to God a long time ago that said, I said, you know, God, I can't do what I saw the, the people in the Bible do, but I can give you something that they may not have been able to give you, which means I can take every area and every aspect of my life, whether it's good, whether it's pleasant, whether it's a victory, whether it's something overcoming, whether it's a it's a difficult moment, whether it's a shameful moment, whether it's an embarrassing moment, I will take each and every part of my life and use it as a tapestry to show people that you are good. To point people towards you, I say, I'll do all of that. So as a promise that I made to myself, you know, between me and, and, and God, and I understand that everybody don't necessarily believe in the same God I do, whether you believe in God at all, that ain't my place to judge that. But I promised that that's what I would do in my relationship with God. And when I was talking to this person and they were like, well, you know, you should you should, you know, more or less be transparent, but only with certain people, which there's some areas I agree with. I mean, everybody's not going to know everything about my life. And. I I felt discouraged and it could have just been from the grief that I was experiencing and the grief that I've been experiencing today and. 
I was kind of doom scrolling after that because I was like, man, I just need to feel that hit of feeling like something's wrong with me. You know, that's an addicting thing sometimes. So um, I hadn't really recognized how deeply this had affected me. And I ended up um, wondering and I, you know, I was just asking God myself. I said, God, you know. I thank you that you're showing me how to model the truth. And not only that, how to continue to walk in integrity, even if I am misunderstood. You know, that's a scary thing. That's a really scary thing for me uh, to, to feel. I've devoted a lot of my life to trying to be understood. So it's a really scary thing. Um, and... I found uh, there was a post I was looking at from uh, the the brother that I had on the podcast not too long ago. I interviewed uh, a post about building men and he was walking in integrity and he was walking in vulnerability. He said, man, I'm just going to talk about some things that I've been dealing with. He didn't necessarily go into detail and specifics about certain things, but he owned up to areas in his life. And I can't say how much I respected that. And it reminded me of something that I've learned about being a leader in life. Is that all leaders teach, but not all teachers lead. And in many cases, it's easier to teach than it is to lead. It's easier to put the teacher hat on give instructions and stand back and hope people understood and correct people if they don't understand what you taught. But I noticed that in life, just like how it is when you know you you're especially when you're having kids follow you or listen to you, kids will always listen to what you do before they listen to what you say. And I use the word listen for a reason, because when a child watches what you do, that's their form of listening. So they're always going to listen to you. They're going to listen to your tone of voice. They're going to listen to how you care. They're going to listen to how you do all these things. And they're going to listen with their eyes, with their ears. And they're going to do what you do. They're going to do what you do. They're not going to do what you say. And I recognize that that was a really hard thing for me to sit with. Is I don't believe that. I think that there was just probably a misunderstanding between me and this person and what I was saying. But, you know... If there was, if it was truly understood and they were saying, hey, you know, I can't really. They were basically just it, it, it felt like they were saying, like, you know, I am not going to in my own personal life be very, you know, be transparent for the sake of, you know, protecting my own spirituality. And I was like, yeah. I can respect that. But I know that that's not how God called me to live my life. And I was just realizing in that moment that it's 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 a challenging thing to lead in a place of vulnerability because everyone likes to lead in a place of of looking like a mirror. And I always have said this about um, not just where we are or where some people are in the church, but where people are as people is that we like to lead looking like mirrors. We like to reflect people's issues back onto themselves and show people what's going on in their lives. And the reality is, is that it takes more courage to look like glass than it does to look like a mirror. 
And it takes something for me to have to take off whatever mental armor that I think I have in that moment and deliberately set myself in a place of not only admittance, but accountability to who I am and where I am as a person. It takes something. And it takes more than I thought that it would. And I was just, you know, sitting here before I did this, 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 this podcast, looking at this kind of thing. And I was like, well, what is it going to mean if I continue to show up this way? What if I'm just doing everything wrong? What if I've compromised my life or my integrity somewhere along the way? And I'm just doing this for the sake of doing it. And. I got led to um, a scripture for me in the Bible for some that may not know, because if you don't, I can completely understand that because I didn't read the Bible at any point, you know, other than until I became a Christian. Um, There's a story about uh, this guy in the Bible named Joshua. For most people that don't haven't read the Bible, uh, people are usually familiar with uh, the story of Moses. And Moses was said to have done great miracles and things and God did a lot of things through him, but he had a successor named Joshua and Josh and Moses died at one point. And Joshua was the one that fulfilled the call that Moses was called to. And when Moses, when Moses died, Joshua was in grief and I didn't even realize that right then. Joshua was in grief and God spoke to Joshua and said, I'm going to do for you what I promised you I'm going to do. Moses died and now it's your time to step up. And God said, I want you to walk forward and I want you to not be afraid of the people you see because I'm going to give you an inheritance and you're going to see through the completed project that Moses was not able to finish. You're going to finish it. And he said, but I want you to be strong and courageous. He tells Joshua to be strong and courageous like five or six different times. And he just says, I'll be with you wherever you go. And I got led to that scripture and I said, you know something? For better or for worse, if the people around me are not called to the level of transparency that I am, that sucks that I won't be able to connect with them in that way. But I understand because it's not it's not necessarily the easiest charge. It's not a charge where somebody can just go like. Man, you know, they can they you know, the less people know about you, the more you can control their perception about you. So less people know about me, the more I can control their perception of me. The more people see me walking in the true person that I am at that moment, the less control I have over the perception that people have of me. The more they are able to make their own assessments about me. But the funny thing is, is whether I try to control people's perceptions or not, they're going to make assessments about me anyway. But I still am called to lead from the front in this way. I'm still called to walk deliberately in transparency and vulnerability. And I can say right now that I really feel sad that my uncle Woody, you know, is gone. That was his name. I feel sad because it reminds me of my dad. I feel sad for this man that I never got to hang out with. I never really got to talk to. 
I feel frustrated that I still haven't really felt like I've been able to really cry yet like I want to. I feel a resurgence of loneliness that I didn't think I had felt again. I felt fear about my own sense of livelihood, you know, how fleeting life can seem for some. And all of those sour feelings don't define me as a person. Because I have community and I have connection. I'm building safe spaces. I'm not doing this alone. And it's still scary. But I'm learning that is a, there's a quote that says courage isn't the absence of fear. You know, there's so much idea of men and women being highly disciplined, able to conquer any task. And we think that that makes us courageous. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. It just makes you victorious. It just means that you, you, you win everything. But that doesn't make you brave. To be brave is to deliberately and assertively put yourself out there. There are brave people every single day that maybe they don't look like and they don't stand on top of the world and they're not, you know, you know, making six figures or seven figures. And maybe they didn't, you know, conquer eight forms of cancer or something like that. But maybe bravery was the someone was the person who cried at night. Instead of going on a rampage somewhere. Maybe bravery was the person. Who. Prayed for someone. That had harmed them. Maybe bravery was. The person that owned how they felt. In the in a moment where they had generations of people. That did not do so. Maybe bravery was the person that. Sculpted a relationship with their family out of nothing. Bravery looks like a lot of things. And everybody calls the leader crazy until they realize that the leader was just first. So am I particularly talking about me? Sure, I'd love to you know, sit there and say, yeah, I feel like I'm talking about me. But I'm not just talking for me. There's a need in this world. For men to show up. And this world is requiring us to give more of ourselves than the people before us. Because we have more tools, we have more support. And we're just required to give more. So I recognize that in I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is still important for me to still show up. Because even if one person comes and says, even if they don't say anything, and they say, man, you want to know what? I'm encouraged to step forward because of what I heard today. Because I was encouraged by somebody else today, too. So we never know how our leadership in the direction that we're meant to go affects somebody else that could be watching us or could be looking to us, and we don't know. So this is my way of impacting this world, and this is my way of showing up, 
is that I promised that I wouldn't just show the sides of me that win. I would show the sides of me that are. And I would learn step by step to accept who I am and where I am at whatever moment, knowing that whatever I am may not be where I am tomorrow. It might be, it might not be. But true growth does start with acknowledgement and acceptance. True growth starts with accepting and allowing the parts of you that you don't really want to exist because the reality is they exist anyway. And, you know, I'd even say if you're a believer in Christ, God already knows they exist anyway. So why are you why are you bothering to hide them? You know. I'm working in transparency. I said a lot of you statements today, but in my transparency, I'm learning that transparency is more saying I statements than you statements. Teachers teach from the you point of view. Transparent people teach from the I point of view. It's always easier for me to tell the truth than to model the truth. Just like when I say, you do this, you do that, you do this. It's always easier for me to do that. But I feel scared. I feel lonely. I don't really know how I feel on top of that. And I still can love and accept the person that God made me. And I can still love and accept myself. And I can still love and accept the God who made me. Which means that in the times that I can, I can love and accept the people around me. Because I can only give what I have. I guess that's the beauty of showing up is people don't really expect you to give what you don't have, but they do want you to give what you do have. People just want you to show up. People just want me to show up. So here I am showing up. May I continue to lead from the front. And if I find something that teaches me more and I learn a lesson or have a breakthrough, well, guess what? I'll be back on here again telling y'all about this because that's the job that I was given by God. To take these lessons and learn from them and to pay it forward to those who are around me. May not always be popular, but I know that's the job that I was commissioned to do. And I'm going to do that. And I'll model it. So I love y'all, man. Thank y'all for always listening to me. Thank y'all for always taking the ear out. Thank you for giving of your time. And um, I'm going to have another guest segment, too. Um, I already have it lined up. Uh, this is somebody that I've done a lot of work with personally. And I just want to interview this person and let them share their story about what life looks like for them and what they've experienced in life. And I believe it'll be a real blessing. and It'll speak life into everybody. So I want to thank y'all, man, again, for always being a part of here, for sticking with me through the times I couldn't do segments to the times I could, for being, for being neighbors, you know, like Mr. Rogers said. And I just pray that everybody under the sound of my voice has peace and life and life more abundantly 
that you come into it, even if you've never experienced it today. That's what I ask God for. So I'm asking that for y'all in Jesus' name. Amen. I love y'all, man. Thanks for always listening. Peace. Pay it forward and keep it real to somebody, all right? Love y'all.